What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, I don't know, Thursday, going into Friday, New Year's Day, okay? This is the first 2015 episode of TVE. You guys listened to episode 192, and uh, yeah, yesterday was New Year's Eve. I wasn't going to do it then, so this is... You know, New Year's Day, Thursday, Friday, you pick whatever you want. But this is the first episode of the new year. I hope everybody, all my all my listeners, uh, fans, supporters, everybody, friends, family, just had an absolute great New Year's, great holiday season, and um, looking forward to a um, just a fun, great, prosperous. 2015. So happy new year to everybody. I hope everybody's recovered. I hope the hangovers are going away and you are ready to um, act like a human being once again because you know just as well as I know that 90% of you people acted like fucking absolute animals last night. I mean, I saw the level of animal I saw last night. If it's animal, it's okay. But when I say animal... That's just like, it's on another level. I'm going to definitely get into that. So, uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 192. Like I said, first one, this is the New Year's New Year's Day edition. And uh, I have a great show for you guys today. Uh, or tonight, or whenever the fuck you listen, it's going to be a great show. I, got, I saw a movie, a new movie that we're going to talk about. Uh, a lot of fun stuff um, with sports. And um, just, you know, the whole deal. New Year's, we got the unacceptables, and uh, it's just going to be a, a, a packed out show. So, first, as always, got to uh, shout out to uh, my sponsor, gonzofame.com. Go to gonzofame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today and they just keep adding them on there and um it's just a great uh, great website if you want uh, if you have a favorite comedian and you want to hear about you know either the their way up or tough times or you know what got them started and and what, all kinds of shit what what pushes their buttons what just the whole climb of the comedian that you like is on gonzofame.com and they have great comedians on there so check that out gonzofame.com um last year was the first year I had them aboard, and I'm looking to, uh, you know, continue. And uh, I think I think I'm gonna have one or two other sponsors, hopefully coming up within the next month or so. So, um, and if you're a company out there, or you know you, uh, you know, want some plugs, or you know you want to uh, do some business, I can definitely, uh, you know, help you. You can help me get the show growing. By the way, you know, 2014, the show got up to the. Um, just great numbers and just um, the amount of support was was awesome. The amount of people listening. I can't tell you how many times I'm doing shows lately and people are coming out um, who listen. So, um, yeah, even uh, even last night I did a show. There was somebody that shout out to Jesse Youngblood. Jesse Youngblood, I said I would shout you out. You were in the front row. I called you the explainer because I asked you a question and instead of the yes or no... You just went off on something, not long, but you talked a little, you know, you were getting into it, and then I found out you were a loyal TVE listener, and I felt bad, so shout out 
to Jesse Youngblood. I said that I would shout you out, and I and uh, and I just did. So there you have it. But everybody's been coming out. Everybody likes to you know you know likes the show that comes out to see me. So you know, I haven't had one person go, yeah, I listen to your podcast. I don't like it. It's like, yeah, thanks for coming to the comedy show, dickhead. But that that's not the case. So. Um, Anyway, I don't know how I got there when I was talking about sponsors. If you have a company, a big company, small company, something, you know what? I'm reaching out to a lot of people now and uh, hit me up, okay? Uh, message me, contact me. And um, here, I'll just give you my number now so all you guys all you guys could have my number. My number is, imagine if I just really gave my phone number out. I would just, the, 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 amount, of, the amount of animals that I would hear on the phone. Hey, Verzi, I got to fucking unaccept. Fuck you. Oh, my God. That would be just crazy. That would be the dumbest thing I would ever do. It'd be funny if I just got, like, a phone that I never used. Just, like, one of those cheap, like, Boost Mobile. Just, like, unlimited minutes. Just, like, even, like a, like, a $10 flip phone. And just gave out the number of that. And just for you guys, just to hear the things and then play them on the, on the show would be absolutely hilarious. Because I know a lot of people would have to get drunk to do it just to be like, you know, and then they would just say outrageous shit and then I could read those. That would be like an extension of the unacceptables. I'd be like, all right, now it's time for the animal calls and it would just be animal calls. And, uh, oh shit, animal calls. I didn't even think that, but that, you know, they call in the, all right, whatever. Uh, let me just sip my ginger ale here. My, um, my Canada dry diet ginger ale. Since 1904, people, and no, they're not a sponsor yet. All right, as you could tell, I'm in a little bit of a goofy mood, so I don't know how this first episode's going to go. Okay, I don't. But it is the first one of the year, and what a year it was. Looking back on 2014, it was um, just some of the most, it was by far the most uh, amazing in my career as far as just experiences and shows and um, just traveling, I was on 28 flights, I don't even know the amount of cities, the entire country of Canada with Bill Burr, which was an amazing experience, um, and then, you know, headlining myself all over the country and doing shows, in, you know, in great cities, my home city of New York, uh, I just can't even, you know, with, with the show growing and, um, you know, getting better on stage and the new jokes, it's been an amazing Amazing year, and I'm looking forward uh, to another one. But I want to thank every one of you guys, uh, you know, who came out. You guys came out in Cleveland and, you know, Indianapolis and, and Providence, Rhode Island. And, you know, I mean, it just it's just, I mean, I, there's just too many to, to live. Jersey, Connecticut, I mean, everywhere that I went, um, you know, people that know on my show on the West Coast, people that have, you know, said nice things, you know, overseas and all over the place. Um, thank you guys so much for coming out and supporting me. I really appreciate it and uh, look to continue to do that. You know, the uh, I got a bottle thrown at me this year when I was trying to record my uh, album weekend. That was pretty cool. Guy just stood up and fucking laced a bottle at me. That's never happened. So that was one for the that was one for the uh, for the 2014 fucking log. And uh, that's it. So we're moving uh, we're moving on with the show. Speaking of podcasts, you guys could check me out next Monday. I did a podcast. I did Bobby Kelly's podcast, uh, YKWD, and I was there on the, with uh, Damian Lemon and uh, Brendan Collins, and it was a great podcast. We did it uh, a couple of nights ago, and I'm not kidding. We had a 
really fun time. I think the podcast came out great, so check that out. It was a lot of fun. And uh, if you don't listen to Bobby's podcast, you should check it out. It's uh, hilarious. Bobby Kelly, absolutely hilarious. His show, uh, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, is coming on FX, uh, written, produced, directed by Dennis Leary. That's going to be out in the spring, so check that out. Um, And all right, so I want to just talk about last night. I got to talk about New Year's Eve. We'll do a whole thing on New Year's Eve real quick. Then we'll get into the unacceptables. You guys have a bunch of unacceptables we'll get to. Then I'll talk about the movie. We'll talk about some sports, and we'll... we'll, uh, We'll get this thing going. So, all right. First of all, first of all, I understand if you've never went to New York City and you went to see the ball drop in Times Square and that's something that you want to do. I especially understand it if you're from another country, you live far away, and you're like, you know what, that's on the bucket list. I'm going to fly from whatever, Australia, Japan, fucking India, and you're like, we're going to go and do it. Now, That would make sense for people to, I don't know, wait there for hours in the cold, you know, not being able to, yeah, somebody said today, they were like, yeah, those people can't even take a piss. That's the other thing. You can't even take a piss. You're waiting there in the cold. You can't drink anything while you're there because you're going to have to piss and then you're going to lose your spot. You're probably going to get hungry. And last night in New York City was, I think it was like 22, 23 degrees. So it's just whatever. So, but if if that's on the bucket list and that's something you have to do, because there were people waiting from four thirty till midnight, four thirty, just waiting there in the afternoon, just fucking a couple of hours of sunlight, and then and then from like, just the sun goes down and you still got six fucking hours left. It's crazy. Now, if a New York does it, if a New Yorker does it, that's completely ridiculous and unacceptable. Completely. It's like, I mean, you live here. You should have already done it. See, me and my friends, we were dumb and, and, and young and drunk. And we were like 18, 17, 18. And we're like, fuck it, we're going to the city. And it was dumb. But you know what? It was the time when it was you were supposed to do dumb shit. All right? That's what I recommend. Wherever you live, wherever you go to high school, you and your buddies, get on a train. Make that a night. Go down there. You know, get harassed by the cops, have some fucking, you know, cans of beer in your pants. You're probably going to throw up on the train. It's all part of the experience. And then you already did it. You got confetti coming on your wet faces. I remember there was like confetti, like we had in our mouths. And we were drinking beer and the people were selling Budweiser's off the street. And we just grabbed that and we thought we were cool. We were cold. It was miserable. Looking back, it was probably one of the dumbest things. But to us, it was the coolest thing in the world to do that. Okay, but you people that lived here for years and years and you're in your late 20s, 30s, or 40s and you're in fucking New York or Jersey and you go and wait seven hours, you are a, you're an idiot. There's no point in... It sucks. It sucks. You know, it, it's the same thing as if you'd wait on a long line to get into a nightclub where they're playing that techno shit where you can't even hear yourself thinking it takes 20 minutes to get a drink. Awful. Okay, but... Now, you have, you have different types of people on New Year's Eve. I'm going to break them down for you. And you're going to fall into one of the categories, okay? Now, you have that person that just wants to be like up there just to say that they were there. They don't even care about the experience. They just want to say that they were there. That's ridiculous to me. Then you have the people who try to fit everything in on this epic night. Like they go to a show early. Then they want to go to dinner. Then they're going to meet friends at a bar. Then they're going to go to a party. Then there's going to be an after party. Like they, they're, they're those people that try to fit everything in and run around. That's just, that seems crazy to me just because it's, it's you know, again, it's it, you're forcing the issue. You know, just fucking relax. 
It's just another day. You're just changing the number on the shit you write the next day. You're just changing the number from a four to a five. So, then you have those people. Okay, then you have, and these are the people that I like. I like the lay low people. Okay, this is what I like to do. You lay fucking low. Now, as a comedian, that's a big night in our business because you get paid double or you get paid like, you know, what you're supposed to get paid, then half more. It's just a, it's a financially, um, comedians do good on New Year's Eve because you get paid more money. It's just a better pay night. Okay. Uh, so a lot of times you're working, but the people that just go to dinner and then go out and have some drinks and then go home and watch the ball drop, that's beautiful. Even better than that is the people that don't do shit. Stay in your fucking house with the people that you love. That's a great one. You have maybe a couple over, sometimes nobody. One time, I talked about this before, me and Stacy just sat home. We drank wine and played board games with the New Year's Rockin' Eve on the TV. And we're listening to music, playing board games, and just getting drunk. It was the shit. Doing nothing is one of the most underrated things in this world. Just fucking stay home and relax. Now granted, we didn't have two babies running around going crazy like we do now. But get a babysitter. Like, hey, you want us to watch the kids? You know, we'll watch the kids for New Year's. Say yes, but still stay home. That's the trick. That is the trick. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to be. You know, we want to spend some time. Yeah, yeah, you guys go out. You guys go out and have a great night. You know, go to dinner. Yup, yup. Go to do anything you want to do. Go out, drink, everything like that. You know, be safe. Don't drink and drive. But we'll take care of the kids. You're like, yup, yup. And then you stay in your fucking pajamas. Oh, my God. That's the best. Or go to, you know, you know what I think is, is a nice thing to do? Local restaurant, you know, not too expensive, a little crazy expense, you know, a little bit expensive, not too crazy. You eat, get some wine, get a little buzz, and then you go home and you chill out. You know, that's the best. That's that's the best. Now, getting to my unacceptable. Okay, and these are the this is the last group of people that I want to talk about. These are the absolute fucking animals. Animals that will will I don't know if they can be cured. It's it's almost like when the sun goes down, they turn into a werewolf, or it, it's it's like when you just get bit by a zombie and it just starts to come out of you. Like that's what happens when these people drink. It's almost like their zombie bite when they get drunk. These people have to use an excuse, like New Year's Eve, to just party so hard. I don't know what's wrong with their lives that they have to do this. But there has to be some kind of reason, some back, just backstory to this, like the root of something, why these people do this. But when I tell you, so so my night last night was pretty, uh, it, it was cool. I, I went over to the stand, the stand shows were sold out, but they added one, they added an early one. And it was a great show, it was, it was a lot of my um, my friends were on the show, Giannis Pappas, uh, Dan St. Germain was on the show, um... Aaron Berg hosted the show. Adrian Appalucci was on the show. Um, I'm trying to think who who Derek Gaines was on the show. So it was a fun show. My friends were there, and I bring my wife Stacy with me. A lot of times she's home. She's home with the kids, and you know, my mother-in-law was kind enough to say, you know, I'll take the kids, 
and which was cool because my daughter was sick and it almost threw a wrench in this thing but it worked out and um we go down there but i also had two shows in queens after that little uh laughing devil small small club great room to work out in and uh, i wanted to just get sets in you know i wanted to get sets in i wanted to work and um you know so i said to my wife i was like look Giannis's girlfriend's gonna be there you stay at the stand. The stand is beautiful. It's got great food. So I'll run. I'll do the early show at the stand. Hang with you here. We'll have dinner at the stand. We'll do all that. Then I'll run to Queens. I'll do my nine with my nine fifteen spot and my ten forty five spot, and then I'm gonna get right back. It's only like a 10, 15 minute drive with no traffic, and I'll come back and then we'll hang out. We'll watch the ball drop here. We'll drink here. So that's the plan. So that's what we do. We do the show down there. Uh, I run over to Queens. Do a couple of shows. Um, really wasn't so happy with my my second set. I ended up having a, a decent set, but like I had to. It was weird what happened with the second. First crowd was great, really small. Second crowd was still small, a little more, more people. But I was I was like, fuck, this is my last set of the year. And then tonight, my first set of the year at Stand Up New York, packed out. I had such a great time, and uh, I was happy about that. But anyway, that's just my fucking stupid competitive, and that's my shit. Anyway. So I do the sets over at, uh, don't worry, this is going to get funny. All right, I'm just trying to set up the night. I know some of you guys are like, what the fuck? I mean, I'm trying to, it's the first one. He's got to make me laugh on the first one. I heard the show's funny. He's not fucking, I don't care about his night. Fuck his night. I got drunk too. I'm going to get there. Don't worry. So I do my shows in Queens and I get back. And now Giannis and his girl and my wife was sitting there, Joe DeRosa was in there, a couple of all sitting at the table, and they're like, hey, what's up, man, and you know, fucking DeRosa buys me a shot, and we're sitting there, and I'm going, all right, I'm done, I am off the clock for 2014, I'm paid, all three shows are done, and now I'm just going to hang here with my wife, I'm going to drink, we're going to toast, and everything like that, unfortunately, no place to smoke a stick, it was too freezing outside, but Bobby Kelly gave me one the night before when I did his podcast, so when I was standing out in between sets in Queens, while my wife is warm in the stand, drinking, having fun, I'm just outside in Queens before shows, just smoking this expensive cigar, which I couldn't fully enjoy because it was fucking freezing outside. Um, so I get back, and we're having a good time, and I notice that people at our table are looking over at a group of women. Now... A lot of times, women look at other women and they do that whole, what the fuck is that bitch wearing? Oh my God, what the fuck is she? Look at her. It really wasn't that. There was a group of girls there that should have been locked in a fucking cage. I mean, if my daughter came remotely close to doing anything that these animals, these, I mean, these animals were doing. First of all, and I don't mean to be disrespectful about people, you know, heavy with weight issues. But there was this one chick that was in a tight, tight white shirt with like string sleet, like string fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, tank top, like a, just a string tank top, like string over her shoulders, holding this, like, I don't know if it was like a silk, but it was super, super tight. And I mean, this chick was pushing 250. I mean, there was like three rolls just hanging out, and she's just like throwing her fingers up in the air. She had a fuck, she had a tiara on her head. I mean, it was an, it was the absolute epitome of a shit show. Like, if you ever heard the term shit show, if if 
if you can close your eyes and visualize shit show, that that's what the site was. Then her other friend was going up to every comic, and this is what everybody at the table was looking at and noticing, going up to every comic uh, and just being like, oh my God, how you doing? Touching them, sitting on their lap, trying to kiss them. And at one point, my manager got up and he goes, listen, I got to get you, you got to walk away from this area because this girl's grabbing cocks right now. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And I just looked over and every time this one chick, another chick in a tiara, black dress, you know, not a track, just a wreck, just a fucking wreck, a mess. And she's like all over guys sitting on their laps, like straddling guys in a skirt. And they're like, they're, they're dancing to these hip hop songs. Uh, they had a good DJ in there. Um, Amanda Seals, an uh, up-and-coming comedian. I think she's like a TV pro. I don't know. They, they hired her, and she was playing really good tunes. But these girls were just dancing like, like I mean, just dancing so ridiculously like provocative with strangers. And I think about that. Could you imagine your daughter just getting drunk, dancing to hip-hop with a tiara on her head like on a restaurant floor, grabbing dicks? I mean, think about that. For That's like the most, like, if, if you told, ask me what my nightmare for my daughter would, would be to ever do in this world, it would be what I saw on that dance floor. On New Year's Eve, your daughter's just grabbing strange guys' dicks because they do stand-up and just drinking with them, arms around their waist. So it was funny. My wife, who's very calm, my wife Stacy's hilarious. She's very calm. She's very poised. She's, you know, classy. And she's just sitting there, but she's got that tough, you know, my wife grew up like upstate with two brothers. So she's got that like, I'll fuck. So, so she just goes, when I was like, yeah, I got to walk over here. And then I looked, uh, you know, we were, Giannis and I were laughing. I was like, yeah, he said they're great. These girls are grabbing cocks over there. And my wife just casually, like as she sips her drink, she goes, well, I'll, I'll knock a bitch out. It was hilarious. And, and she meant it because like she didn't smile or just, she really just like as serious, like my wife is as serious like, I'm not kidding. If my wife, Stacy saw some strange chick just come up to me and grab me, but it would have been, the night would have been over. Like, the stand would have been, it would have been bad. It would have been really bad. And, you know, and you don't do that. I mean, rightfully so. You don't, you don't just, I mean, for a single guy, it could be for a single ugly guy. But, like, this was so unattractive. How just, like, they're, and they're just, like, dancing with their fingers up in the air. And, like, the, the, the fat girl's, like, fucking rolls were, like, jiggling. And, again, I have nothing against, listen, man, there's nothing wrong with anybody, whatever your weight is, if you want to go have fun and dance. But you can't have that shit happen. You can't have fucking rolls. You can't wear a tight fucking, it almost looked like a, like a, like a white nightie. Like, you can't, that was, like, skin tight. The thing was begging begging to be just fucking slashed down the middle so it can breathe. Just, I mean, it, the shirt was just begging to pop. And, and I mean, it wasn't like, maybe not begging to pop, I shouldn't say that, but the shirt was definitely, you know, there was definitely some constriction on this chick. And the fucking rolls, just the three rolls are like bouncing. And it's like, you know what, if you have a nice baggy sweater on, listen, if you're that weight, have a nice baggy sweater on and dance. And she really wasn't grabbing on guys or doing anything. She was just, actually, she was like dancing around looking for people to talk to. It was a mess. It was an absolute shit show. But the friend, the friend just grabbing dicks and doing, you know, drinking. Oh my God, it's a father's nightmare. And it was one of the most unacceptable public displays you know, on a New Year's Eve that I've that I've seen. 
to, I mean, Giannis, my buddy Giannis always says that person's making a spectacle of himself. That's exactly what this was. It was an unacceptable just spectacle of yourself in public, in, in, in around people that are dressed nice and drinking and eating and trying to enjoy themselves. So we got a kick out of that. And, um, you know, I really start, it was like, like seeing things like that really start to make you think, man, like as a father, like I can't fail my daughter. Like I can't let this shit ever happen. My daughter needs to understand that if her and her girlfriends, which is going to happen when they're 15, 16, 17, they want to go out and do something or go to a party or do something. And listen, they may even sneak to a guy's house. Because a guy's got a few friends and they want the girls over. That's pro- that's going to happen in this life when you have a daughter. I get that. You know, I was the guy on the other end of that. We, oh, yeah, what girls are going to be there? That happens as part of life. The thing is, you have to do a job as a parent to make sure that when your daughter is at that get-together, okay, she's just not hopping around from dude to dude with a fucking Bud Light in her hand and a crooked tiara on her head just grabbing dicks. Because if she is... You failed. You failed. Okay. First of all, I don't even want. I got nothing wrong. I, I got nothing against domestic beer, but there's just something about your teenage daughter walking around the Bud Light that's fucking disgusting. It's disgraceful. Look, listen. What get, get something respectable, you know? So that's my unacceptable. Is these women that were jumping around, just grabbing dudes in public, and and looking like jackasses. And I mean, it was so bad. People were taking out. It was. It got so bad that people, comedians, everyone were taking out iPhones, taking pictures. I mean, I didn't do that, but it was so bad. Like they were taking pictures because they were just watching how hilariously uncomfortable the comedians that these girls were jumping on looked. And one thing that was so funny is my wife. My wife is a uh, a big time Disney movie nut, like all the Disney movies she knows. And she just looked at one of them. She goes, oh my God, doesn't that look like the stepsister? One of them looks like the stepsister from Cinderella. And then she took out a picture of it on her iPhone. And we looked at it and it was identical. It was identical. One of them. It was really funny. So, I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong. There were people that got drunk. We got buzzed. We got buzzed. We were sitting there. Some of us got drunk. And you know what? You hold it together. I could. You could hold a nice conversation drunk. Like, you know beginning drunk or a little more than buzzed but you're not fully loaded loaded you could have a nice conversation you could even dance you could even get up and dance and have a good time but to to jump on people to grab I mean putting your arms around strangers waists and looking at them like you're gonna kiss them and you got a fucking crooked tiara on your head oh my it's fucking disgusting just got jelly donut rolls sitting under your tight white shirt while you're dancing to fucking Brian McKnight or whatever shit she, old school shit she was playing. It was a shit show. So that is my unacceptable. And uh, now we will get to yours, okay? So got a lot of written ones here. Actually, we got a lot of both. So let's uh, let's see where we're at with this. Okay, this one is from... Okay, all right, yeah, this is from Jesse, and it's um, John Blow. I guess this is a guy that he calls Jesse Youngblood. Okay, but his real last name is J-O-N-G-E-B-L-O-E-D. So how do you say that? Um, John Blow? I don't know. Anyway, this is Jesse. 
And he says, um, unacceptable one, drunk animal at the stand screaming ridiculous nonsense during Verzi's set, shut down properly by Paul with a little help from scary audience, dude. Oh, yeah. So last night, thank you, Jesse, man. Thank you so much for you and your girl coming out to the show, man. Uh, if you want tickets, uh, hit me up, man, if you want tickets. Just say you're coming down to the stand on a night I'm there, and I will have tickets waiting for you and whoever you're with. Um, so there's a guy. So Stacy was in the room. My wife was in the room sitting in the back, and there's some guy, and he's in the corner of the club with like five or six women, and he's just sitting there in the middle, and he just starts yelling stuff out. And I was having fun with the crowd. Me and my wife sat in a shitload of traffic. I almost missed a spot. I got there like seven minutes to spare. So I just had a joke about that up top. And, it, you know, everything was going great. I was having a great time, and I was just, you know, throwing out some new shit, having a great time. And this guy out of nowhere just screams, where's your wife? And I was like, dude, how creepy, like, we, you know, this whole thing. So I'm going back and forth with him, and then I just wanted to ask questions. I go, all right, let me talk to you people now. And I started to, like, go at the table and ask, and they turned into those fucking kids that do bad in school, and then they get called out and they put their heads down. That's what I said to him. I go, you know what? You guys are like the bully, and when you get smacked in the face, you shut up. And I was, like, trying to ask questions. So I just called the guy a douche and an asshole, and the dude in the audience member goes, yeah, a real fucking asshole, and just stared at him, and like the place clapped and went crazy, they loved it, and I was like, good for you, sir, you're right, see, this guy hates you, and like, you know, and then, but then afterwards, he's like, yeah, he's an asshole three times, and then, and then it got to the point where like the audience member got serious. Like, the audience member, like, had my back so much and was so pissed that the guy yelled at that he just kept staring at him. And I and I actually said, like, all right, sir, it's getting a little weird and awkward. The guy's going to stop. And, uh, yeah, so that was, that was, and that's how my fucking night started. So, but here we go. Here's uh, unacceptable number two from Jesse says. Um, me going in my, uh, me going into my New Year's Eve plans in great detail, while Paul does crowd work, earned me the name The Explainer. Thanks for the great night and saying hi after the show. You're a real class act. If you come back, if you come to play Detroit, uh, I'm in. Looking forward to the next TVE. Uh, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, the only reason why I called this guy The Explainer, I called you The Explainer because I said, like, are you guys on a... I forgot what I said. I just asked a question which required kind of a yes or no, but I think he was just so psyched that whatever. So, uh, you know, that's why I went right up. That's the thing. I have like this crazy soft spot for podcast listeners, but like if the show, like if the show continues to get bigger and the whole room is filled with them, I can't just fucking imagine. I just gave out free tickets. Like my just, I just made no money in my career. Cause I was like, no, I love my podcast fans. I just, I want, I don't want them all to, you know, to pay. Uh, but thank you, Jesse, for the, um, Unacceptable. Okay, so here we go. Here is one from... This is from uh, Jacob Damon uh, Farthing. And he says, Unacceptable. This girl in my building, who's probably pushing 250, gets in the elevator behind... <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I just The way people explain shit to, is just so funny to me. Just who's probably pushing 250. And I was talking tonight about the girl dancing and that 250 is what I came up with. Because you know they're not heavy enough to be three. So what happens is your brain just goes, ah, but she's got to be 250. All right, so this girl in my building who is probably pushing 250 gets in the elevator behind me. I'm going to the second floor and she's going to the fourth. I know this because I asked her and pressed the button for her like a gentleman. We get to the second floor. 
And as I'm stepping out, she says in a very loud whisper, you couldn't walk up two flights of stairs? Little did she know I had a knee brace. <laughs> Little, Oh my God, you know what you could have said to her? If you were just like, well, Lord knows you can't. Um, that would have just destroyed her fucking, oh my God, if you would have just said, Lord knows you can't, have a happy new year, maybe you could fix that, one of these years you can, you fucking mammoth talking shit, um, you couldn't walk up two flights of stairs, little did she know I had a knee brace on, because I just recently ruptured, uh, my kidney and sprained my knee in an accident, oh Jesus man, I hope you're doing better, uh, and was doing the best not to limp, uh, sorry to hear about that man, hope you get better. I'm not sure what stopped me from turning around uh, before the door closed and telling her what an animal she was, but I guess I was channeling some uh, Verzi-esque anger management like you did with the bottle thrower incident. My friends told me I should have quickly pressed the third floor button too, so she had to wait even more. Uh, Have some patience in class, you fat slob. Love the podcast. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. And you and old Billy Burr need to come to North Carolina. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag animal. Thank you, Jacob. I really appreciate that. Hopefully I will be down south if it is, if it's with Bill. You know, what sucks is I'm kind of not opening for Bill anymore on a regular basis just because I'm kind of headlining my own now. And Bill's has some other people coming up that are going to be opening for him. But... Uh, We are doing a bus tour of the South. Me, him, and Lawhead are going to do something in May uh, where we're going to do a a bus tour of, like, the Deep South, man. We're going to fucking Mississippi, New Orleans. We're doing a bunch of stuff like that. Um, But we'll always, you know, me and Bill are, 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 you know, we're really close. And, you know, Bill is, is, you know, as you guys know, Bill's one of my best, my best friend probably, a mentor and stuff. And, uh, we, you know, we love sports and we love hanging so much that we try to make shows where it's like okay we'll go to this sporting event and do that so hopefully there is one in North Carolina but uh I will be there uh you know I will be there sometime uh either with or without Bill or you know with the all-in tour or wherever so I'll let you know about that but thank you and thank you for the uh submission for sure okay uh next one okay this next one hold on here all right this next one says please do not read name Okay, unacceptable for the ages. Okay, I'm sure you will understand. Too long for Twitter. We'll try to make it short and sweet. My mother's new boyfriend, who I've only met twice before, came to my grandmother's on Christmas Eve, including this time. Two out of three times we've met, he was drunk, and I knew he drinks almost. And I know he drinks almost every day. As soon as they walk in. He picks, oh Jesus, he picks up my son to say hi and knocks him upside down. Oh no, and holds him. I'm sorry, I got this fucking thing crooked. You know what, I gotta turn, I gotta change the microphone on this thing so I can read what the fuck I'm doing and not sound like an idiot. Okay, I'm sorry about that, buddy. Here we go. All right. My mother-in-law's new boyfriend, who I've met twice before, came to my grandmother's on Christmas Eve, including this time, two out of three, Out of the three times we've met, he was drunk, and I know he drinks almost every day. As soon as he walks in, he picks up my son to say hi and holds him upside down. He held him for long enough where it was starting to get uncomfortable for him, 
And just as I was about to say something, he put him down. Oh, dude, I hate those feelings. Sorry you've been dealing with that shit. My mother brought cookies, and my son was eating one, sitting on his mother's lap. This guy comes over and takes a bite of it. I, I was literally speechless. I barely fucking know this dude, and he takes a bite of my son's cookie. Fuck that. Later in the night, this fucking asshole is chasing my son under a table where people are eating. He's literally... In, what? Are you serious? He's literally in between the table and my girlfriend who is eating, trying to get my son, who is now crying because he hit his head on the table twice, trying to get away from this cunt. He starts hiding behind me while this fucking asshole is still trying to grab him. At this point, it's taking everything I have to not lay him out. My girlfriend says my face was beat red. Oh my God, dude. God bless you. For not fucking getting arrested. But good for you. You did the right thing, right example. But let me finish this here. Uh, I'm just getting heated as I'm reading. And I'm not even finishing reading. I'm getting pissed off. When the kids were opening presents, he kept telling my son over and over not to play with his sister's toy because they are girls' toys. He's three. A toy is a toy. I tried not to make a big deal out of all of it for my mother because... Uh, it's my grandmother's last Christmas before she's going into assisted living. But the level of attention he was paying to my son was fucking weird and very unsettling. Especially considering he spends the night at my mother's house since they're uh, since they've been together. And I'm pretty sure this dude uh, was there once. I'm pretty sure this dude was there once. Needless to say, that's fucking over. I'm 99% sure I'm not overreacting, but please let me know what you think. Um, I 100% agree with you, and I also think that your instincts and gut uh, of having that unsettled feeling of why this dude, who is a stranger, is constantly like kind of trying to be a part of your son, like or like talk to your son... Chasing your son, talking to your son about the presents he's opening, making him cry, biting his cookie, you know, holding him upside down. Um, I don't know if it's a thing where the guy is trying to be so likable and get the kid on his side early. Uh, but the fact that he's drunk and doing that, um, you never even know, man. Sometimes those guys, like I'm not trying to gas you up, but he could have maybe tried to see how far he could push you through your son. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could have actually, and I don't know, I'm not saying this guy is, like, deep like that or crazy, but maybe, you know, drunk people, they get aggressive or they're passive-aggressive, too. And maybe his passive-aggressive way was to test you, to be like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to test this guy through his son. I don't know if he was doing that. I don't want to say that, but it, it could be. Or the guy just doesn't know how to socially act and he drinks and does stupid shit. Either way. Uh, I don't think you would have been wrong if you were like, hey, man, can you just chill out with my son? You know, or call your mom aside and be like, look, you know, just be like, you know, dude, you got to tell this guy. This guy's got to chill the fuck out. You know, this guy's got to chill out. Like, I understand he's having a good, but he's got to chill out with my kid. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to stop talking to him. He's got, you know, you don't hang him up. Say the kid's crying because he's trying to get away from him. He's, he's got to stop, you know. And I know you don't want to upset your mom on Christmas, um, but what you're saying is unacceptable and it's actually like to the point where you could probably say something to your mom if it gets a, where you're not ruining her time. Just say, hey, listen, I don't want to make a big deal about this, but like he's going, he's kind of going at the kid and it's, it's, it's un uncomfortable and unsettling for me, you know, and then 
if she would say something, if she would say something to him and then he did it again, I mean, look, then you got to knock somebody out, you know, um, some of you guys know, I didn't really get into detail with it, but I got into an uncomfortable thing on Christmas with a family member, um, you know, where a punch needed to be thrown, something needed to be done. And, um, you know, some, sometimes it just happens and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And you, you never want it to get to that level. A lot of times it doesn't have to, if you say the right thing, you know, and, and you speak, uh, you know, you speak up and kind of nip it in the bud and not have to deal with it, then that's, that's better. But sometimes things just, you know, I believe that sometimes things just are coming and it, it, there's no getting around it. I believe that when you get into an altercation with somebody, it was going to have to happen. It was going to happen either at that time or another time, and this is the time that it just happened. You ever know, you ever feel uncomfortable around somebody for so long, and then finally it explodes and pops, and it's either a verbal thing or it gets physical. That was going to happen at one point because somebody's just going to, it's going to be the wrong moment, the wrong time, and somebody's going to say something. But in your case, um... In your case, I think that since it's a new thing, you didn't know how to react and stuff. Um, I actually think you did the right thing for your mom. You're a better guy than, than most would be maybe in that situation. But um, I would watch out for for the next time. You know, I'd watch out for the, for the next time. And I'm sure you guys will be together before Christmas or something, the next Christmas. So, And that's, you know, good looking out with your grandmother and stuff. I mean, you're clearly a gentleman. So I would just wait, but then, you know, if you guys are at some kind of, you know, spring or summer barbecue and this dude's chasing your son around the backyard, then, then, you know, then all bets are off. Then you got to do something, but that is unacceptable. And thank you so much for the um, submission. The funniest part about that was I actually read your name when I was doing this and had to cut it out because I, you said, please don't rename after your after the beginning. So uh, I edited it out. So you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about that. But I, and I literally said your name. I go, okay, here's the next one. And then I said your name and read it. And then I and then it just says in bold, please do not read name. And I go, well, oh shit. And I was and the and the podcast was just recording. And then I went back and recorded over it. So, um, but thank you so much. Okay, so I think I have another one here. Let me just. I have different things up, so that's why sometimes it takes it takes a second. All right, so back off, and let me just get this thing going here. And uh, all right, so this this one was from somebody that actually posted. I don't think they posted it on. A, let's see, okay, yeah, all right. So here we go. This one is from Robert Cotto, and Robert Cotto says. First attempt at this unacceptable. These animals at the gym walking around with a gallon of water like they're working out in the fucking Sahara Desert. Be normal and get a bottle of water, asshole. We get it. You work out hard. That is awesome. Oh, my God. That Dude, how great would it be, Robert, if you were just like, hey, dude, you really, what are you doing with all that water? It's like, yeah, you don't need... That, yeah, and it's just one of those things where they're clearly trying to show 
Look, let's be honest. We've all been to the gym when we were in workout mode. You bring a Gatorade or a bottle of water, and then you go to the water fountain, you leave. You don't walk around some meathead. Those are the guys with, like, the big weight belts around their waist holding a gallon of water like there's some fucking Olympic, like, Adonis. It's like, give me a break, dude. Just get a pole and spring, 12-ounce pole and spring, and fucking go to your locker and leave. Um, and uh, Robert is a U.S. Uh, Air Force member stationed in Florida. Well, thank you for your service, brother. I love soldiers, man. I love what you guys do. Truly heroes. I don't give a shit how corny, cliche that shit sounds. I say it on stage all over the place. You know, I think that uh, really good parents of multiple kids and soldiers are real fucking heroes instead of these little cocksuckers like fucking, you know, Spider-Man running around living in his aunt's house. It's bullshit. You know, so um, thank you. Thank you for the, um, you know, submission. And, uh, you know, stay safe with whatever you do uh, out there. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much. And um, I just had another one here. But uh, let's see. And we got a bunch of, uh, what's it called? We got a bunch of um, Twitter ones. So here we go. On Twitter. Let's see. Okay. Here are your tweet unacceptables. Don't worry. This is going to be a longer show, guys, because I have to get, um, I got to get to the movie I saw. Kind of ironic, but I saw a movie that was recently talked about on the show. And um, we got to do some sports stuff. It's big, big time in sports, too. So, okay. So this one is from, I believe, this first one. Some people, man, people just sent, the people that send naked pictures, it's like, you know, I get what they're doing, but like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you don't have to send, I'm not going to get a naked picture on Twitter and start jerking off to it. But again, I want to thanks to, you know, Carl14, you know, at Carl14 for sending me a picture of that woman's tits. You know, I know what I would have done. Um, okay, this is from, <laughs> this is from, what was, what day? Wait a minute. How many days ago? Today's the second, right? Or today's the first? So one, two. This one is from Ryan Carroll, and he says, uh, listening to TVE while taking down Christmas lights, just stepped in dog shit. I don't own a dog. Unacceptable. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you with that one. I mean, there was dog shit there, buddy. So somebody, somebody, okay, here we go. This is from Chris Frost at MM Frosty Boy, MN Frosty Boy. The prick trying to push past me in line at Chipotle. Uh, I'm not averse to throwing an elbow. Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah. I mean, Chipotle's good, but if somebody fucking does that. If you get, you're pushing somebody, like you're going to push somebody for fucking Chipotle. You know, it's like, that's how unhappy people are. You ever fucking say, ask, ask your friend. You ever want to find out how happy somebody is in life? Ask one of your friends if they want to go to a new place that just opened up. And that their eyes light up. You'd be like, hey, did you want to go to Chipotle? And they're like, oh my God, yeah, that play, I heard that play. And they just go nuts. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, we're going to go. You're a fucking adult. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't say I was going to give you fucking three grand. To get, just fucking relax. Um, okay. This one is from, <laughs> I'm sorry, this guy's just sending me pictures of naked. It's just ridiculous. All right. 
Here we go. This one is from uh, Eric Watkins at EWAT20. At Paul Verzi, this absolute animal walked from plane all the way to baggage claim with no shoes on. Hashtag unacceptable. And then he sent me the picture of a guy. Oh, my God, that's awful. He's wearing, like, a fedora and, and like, and shorts. And from his knee down to his feet, he's just got, like, pale, pale skin and fat white feet. Oh, that is unacceptable. He's standing on the floor at baggage just with, like, dirty floor and fucking, ugh. That's a good one, Eric, and that guy is an animal. All right. I don't understand why somebody would walk through an airport with no shoes on and think that that's... Okay, this one is from um, Holger Blad or Holger Blad. At Paul Verzi, unacceptable. A normal... <laughs> A normally great guy, so full of himself that he bitches over having to wait in line at busy Starbucks. I don't know if that's a dig at me uh, because of my last unacceptable. Um, well, so first of all, let me respond to it if it is a- at me uh, because I don't know. I don't know what this means. Normally, a great guy, so full of himself that he bitches. I don't know if, I, I don't even know how to take this, but I'll tell you this. If you're trying to give me a backhanded compliment, um, first of all, I'm not full of myself. I just don't want to fucking wait online. But yeah, it has to be geared to me because you wouldn't just say that. You would say like, I have a friend. My friend, you know, Greg is a great guy, but he's so full of himself, he gets mad at Starbucks. So I'm going to respond to it like this. First of all, I'm not full of myself. I do a, I do a segment on my show called Unacceptable. Which means that when something fucking happens like that, I'm going to call it out. So I'm not full of myself. Uh, I appreciate that you say that I'm normally a great guy. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, you know, half of me wants to tell you to go fuck yourself. But the other half is like, ah, he's being sarcastic and he thinks you're a great guy. Um, so he's just trying to be funny. So I'm going to take it on that level. You know, I'm going to stay there and say I'm not full of myself. The thing at Starbucks was a little unacceptable. Um... And I'll feel like a real dick if it's not geared to me, but something tells me it is. All right, this one is from Chris White at uh, at JC White zero twenty two at Paul Verzi. Items found in a parking lot: two bananas, used pregnancy test, and an unused tampon. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag animals. And he's actually showing me the picture here. It's just asphalt, just black concrete with a with a. With a pregnancy test, a tampon, and two, and, and two bananas. Um, yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what that seems so crazy that it seems like a plant or something funny. But um, yeah, I mean, if that's real and that's just left there, that neighborhood is awful, and that is definitely unacceptable. Thank you for the submission. Um, okay, this one is from Danny. Clue or Clay or fucking, I don't know, Danny uh, Clay or Clue, whatever. Danny, this is for you. This is from you. At Paul Verzi, slow walkers in narrow corridors. Step aside, you animal. Uh, <laughs> slow walkers drive me fucking nuts. In the city, it happens, and you just, oh my God. Last night, oh, here's another thing that happened to me last night. I was so pissed off. We went to the bar next door real quick. I gave my word. I gave my word to Joe DeRosa that I would stop in a bar next door before we left. And I did. I said, I promise you, you fuckers aren't going. I go, I swear to God, I'll be in there. So I went in there to say bye. And I'm walking and I just go, excuse me. 
and the lady doesn't say anything. And I go, excuse me. And then finally I just go, excuse me, excuse me. And I'm walking in and the lady's like, yeah, you're excused, you're excused. And I wanted to be, and my wife was with me, and I wanted to be like, you fucking cunt, okay? You fucking cunt. Go fucking get into a fucking fender bender tonight just to fucking scare you, you bitch. Really pissed me off. I don't know why that just enraged me because I, you, you just wanted people to walk slower and it brought that up. Okay. Um, this is from uh, High Cholesterol. Oh, this is, okay. High Cholesterol Ninja at at safety underscore ninja. Uh, at Paul Verzi, bananas are such slutty fruits. Always peeling their skin off, being dick-shaped, slutty fruit. That's unacceptable. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> bananas are such slutty fruits. I never heard that before. Uh, this one is from Sarah Sarita84. Losing an entire airplane of people for the second time. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag what the fuck. Yeah, I'm sure you know by now the thing was found and people were found. But, you know, it is it, what is unacceptable about it is two things. Um, and you were right at the time you sent this because I thought some funny shit was happening too afterwards. And, you know, who knows what happened. But, you know, God rest their souls. You know, rest in peace and all that to the people on that plane. That's horrible when you see bodies and you, you see debris from the plane and all that stuff. Especially since the captain asked if he could go higher. And, it, you know, and, and they, they said no. And they're saying that he might have tried, like, you know, too late. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, I just I just don't understand why what's unacceptable about this is there needs to be a tracker. There needs to be a tracker of the airplane at all fucking times. Like I don't they they always say things like they always say things like, "Yeah, and then we lost contact." There's a black box or something. Have something that doesn't lose contact. Okay? Let, let their, you know, they need to come up with something that will never lose contact and there's a locator, latitude, longitude, fucking locator, where in the world it will be. You know what I mean? So the fucking minute it happens when it says we lost contact, but this thing is here and it's on, make it indestructible, make it little, even if it's the size of a fucking baseball or a little chip, at least it has everything. It's waterproof. It's fireproof. It's everything. It will never ever go down and it knows where the plane is. This way, everything is set. Everything is set. You know, you could say, okay, here's what happened. It was over this ocean. They lost contact, but this thing is fucking here. And guess what happens? When you find that fucking thing, you find the people. You know, it sucks for these families. It's completely bullshit that your family has to, you know, you know, your family has to go through this shit for days. And those people on that Malaysia airline, nobody knows where they are. Because whatever whatever thing, just the ping stopped. But I'm not even talking about the ping. I'm talking about like a, like a computerized thing that goes to air traffic control, goes to the airline where they know where this thing is at all times. If the thing, God forbid, blew up out of the sky, this thing will say like where the fucking air, like where it happened. It's just always there. I don't understand. It's, it's fucking 2015 right now and there's not an airplane where it can say specifically like every every little detail of what's going on that should be constantly going on that that can never be destructed never be you know never be harmed at all 
And I'm not talking about the black box with the recorder. I'm talking about a tracker. The f- a fucking an indestructible low jack for airplanes that is just constantly on a computer the entire time. So, you know, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. That's what's really unacceptable. Uh thank you for the submission. Okay, this is from Max Xavier. And uh Max Xavier's Twitter feed is at Max Xavier five at Paul Verzi. Went to an AA meeting, fell asleep, farted myself awake, left early, and then had a beer in the shower. Hashtag unacceptable. That might be one of the funniest unacceptables. That is that is so ridiculously funny that it's it's one of those things that's so funny that like I can't even laugh at it's just I'm going to read that again. This is great, Max. Thank you. This might be the unacceptable of the week. At Paul Verzi went to... Why do I have to fucking read that you sent it to me? Everybody knows that you sent it to at Paul Verzi. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. Went to an AA meeting, fell asleep, farted myself awake, left early, then had a beer in the shower. Um, <laughs> that is just... The level of unacceptable that is is in the top five. Like, this is the first, this is the first unacceptable segment of 2015, and I don't know if I will have another one this year that will fucking even rival that one. How unacceptable it is! It's unacceptable. It's honest. It's hilarious. I hope you figure out the drinking thing, dude. Because I mean, I'll be honest with you. If you're going in the shower having beers. I mean, look, dude, I like to catch a buzz, and I'm not saying that you got a problem, I mean, but dude, you gotta, I mean, in the shower is pretty crazy, um, but I'm just saying that looking out for you, you know what I mean, uh, as far as the, the unacceptable, it's hilarious, thank you, and, um, yeah, that's just a, I mean, that's just killer, uh, all right, I got, I know, I'm, I know that uh, this, this podcast is going long, so, oh, no, no, all right, we're all right, we're still all right, got, got some more, I, I don't want to, you guys like them. Only a couple of you guys complain about how long I do them. So I'll do a couple more. Well, let's see here. Okay. This is from Chris at... Uh, what is this? Chazotech. C-H-O-Z-O-T-E-C-H. Asshole that checked the weather during the movie. If it's not raining in the theater, don't worry about it, you cunt. Unacceptable. Yeah, some people just love weather. You ever notice that? People love weather. They love talking about weather. Uh, This one is also from High Cholesterol Ninja at Safety underscore Ninja. Hold on a second. Why am I just finding out now there's an NBA team called the Pelicans? That is fucking unacceptable. Yeah, the Pelicans is by far one of the worst names in sports history. And and you just got to feel for the players because, you know, you show up and people are like, oh, my God, what are you? Who do you play for? And you're like, yeah, I'm a Pelican. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a New Orleans Pelican. It's like, oh, you are? All right, well, when the Lakers come in, let's fucking introduce me to them. Uh, this is from uh, Jerry Alberry at Dr. underscore Alberry, and that's A-L-B-E-R-R-Y. My sister-in-law opens the fridge and cupboards like they're hers. Unacceptable. <laughs> hashtag animal, hashtag pig. Jesus, Jim. She's your sister. Uh, that's, okay. All right. 
Let's see if we have any more. We might be done. Oh, a couple more. At Paul Verzi, neighbor's air conditioner still in window on December 31st. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag lazy asshole. <laughs> oh, I love that you guys look out for shit like this. All right. Okay, this one is from Dashwood Vanderchet. <laughs> and uh, the, the feed is at Dashwood V. Posting a selfie of hugging a dead dog while looking super sad, begging for likes and sympathy, unacceptable, who does that animal, yeah, that is weird, dude, that is weird and unacceptable, and that, that's somebody that definitely wants attention, I mean, to hug a dead dog and then act sad about it, it's like, you know, that, that I mean, that, that post might as well say, can you call me, because I need somebody to talk to, um, all right, here we go, this is from the lone, what is this? The Lone Poly, whatever. The, the Twitter feed is Alex. Uh, it's Alex, D-O-D-E-Z. Uh, Dottis, Dotis, whatever. Uh, here we go. Girl pays astronomical prices for a tattoo but won't go to the dentist to get her teeth fixed. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag animals. The only thing worse than a man with fucked up gross brown teeth is a woman with one. Okay, this one is from uh, Eddie and D. Uh, okay, at X T I A N D O B B. Uh, how are there so many Ranger fans in Florida for this hockey game? Florida Fairweather fans, unacceptable TV pulvers. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of New York transplants because of the weather. They like to be down there and they like to go down there. And I got to tell you. You know, after I was recently in Fort Lauderdale, man, I, I kind of see why. There are people in Florida in a fucking hot tub this month, and that's awesome. Uh, so I think that that was it. Um, the dude who fell asleep in AA meeting, woke himself up farting, left early, and then drank a beer and a thing. That is just so ridiculously funny and unacceptable. So thank you guys. That is Unacceptables for the week. Uh, keep sending them. I will call you out. I try to get them all in. So um, what can I tell you? Um, now, movie. I actually saw today, New Year's Day, I saw the interview. And I have to tell you, it was fucking awesome. I had no intention of seeing it. I didn't really want to see it. I thought, whatever. And I mean, I wasn't hating on it. I wasn't trying not to see it. It was just a movie that I would be like, oh, you know what? Maybe one day I'll rent it or if it's on cable, whatever, you know, but it wasn't a movie I was going to go into the theater and see. And then the whole shit with Sony, I was like, I don't know. So we go to my mother-in-law's today and my mother-in-law's got that like Amazon Prime and you could, you know, it, it was made available online for people to see. And she goes, hey, you guys want to watch the interview? And I was like, well, I kind of want to watch the Rose Bowl, but it was like three o'clock. So I'm like, this is perfect timing. Let's, let's watch, we'll watch the interview and then we'll, we'll turn on the Rose Bowl and eat dinner. So it worked out great. And I put the movie on and from the gate, from the opening of the movie, I was entertained. I thought there were hilarious parts in it. I thought James Franco stole the movie. I thought he was hilarious. Like at first you think he's over the top and then as the movie goes on, the shit he says is so funny. Uh, Eminem's cameo in it was great. Seth Rogen had some really funny, like he played like the straighter guy, kind of like they did in Pineapple Express, but 
I really liked it. I thought it was smart. I thought it was funny. I was really, really um, laughing at like a handful of parts that were just so fucking funny over the top. You know, it's definitely very dirty as far as language and stuff. Hilarious. I liked it. I mean, I want to. I actually want to smoke weed and watch it again. I thought it was great. So uh, thumbs up, man. The Verzi effect gives it to gives it to the uh, the interview. Check it out. It was awesome. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, so I mean, and, and yeah, it was like it was it was like small. You know, of course, it's. I mean, listen, it's over the top. Of course, I mean, it's two guys going to fight. It's two guys going to North Korea to interview a leader and then try to kill him. I mean, it's never going to happen. And some of the things that happen in the movie are outrageous, but, I mean, that's what happens with comedies. I mean, fucking Anchorman was one of the most outrageous movies ever. It's hilarious. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would I would see it. I thought that James Franco, first of all, the chemistry that they have, the chemistry that those two have on camera together is great. You could tell they're, like, great friends in, uh, in real life, but check it out. You'll like it. Um, all right. Now to sports, guys. Um... Uh, two things I got to discuss here. One, I got to, you know, battle and settle an argument that I have with uh, Bill Burr. And uh, the other is the NCAA, the playoffs that happened today. The Rose Bowl, Florida State. You know, I like to see undefeated teams that are hated win, but they got the shit kicked out of them. I mean, I it was like only a one or two one or two score game when I left to go to the city to do my show tonight. And then I got to the comedy club and I looked up and it was 52 to 20. So they got shit on. But I got to tell you, that Ohio State-Alabama game tonight was awesome. That Urban Meyer coach can coach his ass off. He's awesome. Uh, you know, I kind of heard Nick Saban was a dick. So, I, you know, I don't mind seeing that guy lose. And, uh, you know, a team that wasn't supposed to be there, especially with a coach like Urban Meyer. So I, I think it's awesome. I think the playoff is awesome. It made it seem like... Holy shit, we're getting playoffs now. Then we got wild card weekend coming up this Saturday and Sunday in the NFL. I'll make some NFL predictions right now for the games I like. Um, well, here's the thing with the Carolina Panthers. They seem like they kind of have this new life in them. I don't know if it's, you know, I know Cam Newton got into the car accident. And then after he got into the car accident, it seemed like, you know, he might be out or might be hurt. He comes in last week, which is basically a playoff game for them, goes into Atlanta, beats them, and now he's facing the Cardinals, who have their third-string quarterback in there. So I um, I, th- I think, I mean, as far as gambling, I know the line is like 0. .5. Uh, I'm sorry, f- uh, 4.5. So uh, what is it here? Let me see. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals... Um, no, the Panthers are getting are are, are laying um, their favorite four and a half, four and a half points. I don't know about that. You know, I could see Carolina eking out a win by like three. You know, I know the Cardinals have eleven wins, but now that their their quarterback thing is so depleted, who knows what the guy does in a big spot? So I'll take I'll take the. I'll take Carolina. I, I'm just talking. I'm not talking spread, but I, I'll take Carolina. And gun to my head, gun to my head, I would take them with the spread too. So I'll take the Panthers in Saturday's game. Saturday night's game is the Ravens and the Steelers. I honestly think that's a flip them. Like that's a pick them, flip a coin. I don't think that anybody's saying that they know definitively what would happen. But 
I'll give the edge to Pittsburgh because they are at home and that Antonio Brown guy is nasty. But, you know, I it's going to be a great game. Uh, Indianapolis and Cincy, I love the Colts Sunday at home. Love them. And uh, is that... And then what's the other game? And then the other game is Detroit and Dallas. And look, Tony Romo can't lose that game. I mean, if Tony Romo has the MVP type of season that he's had this year, and he has the Detroit Lions, who are a good team, coming into Dallas in the first round of the playoffs uh, and loses the game, it's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, I don't think they're going to. I think Dallas has a good defense. I think Dallas has a good running game. I think Dallas has a good quarterback, and I think Dallas has a good coach. I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl because I think that, you know, I don't know if they're as good as Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Um, I don't know if they can go into Seattle and win that game. Uh, I'm rooting for Seattle to lose now. I used to like the Seahawks. I just don't now. There's just something about them. I just don't, you know, something about Richard Sherman's face and his hair. I just, I, I want, fuck, I, you know what I want? I want Richard Sherman to fucking intercept the ball and start running and get cocky and then somebody grab him by his fucking dreadlocks and fucking not only tackle him but spin him around and while he's being spun around, somebody else just fucking drills him and the ball comes out and they take it for a touchdown and he's just laying on the ground and then they lose, like, the game that way. That would be ideal for me. Um... But anyway, going back to the games. So yeah, so I'll take Carolina, Pittsburgh, the Colts, and the Cowboys this weekend. I think that that's what's going to happen. So those are my picks. And uh, that that's it for that part of the sports. Now I got to say, Bill Burr and I have... not. It's not an argument, but he says I'm the only guy that thinks that the extra point is stupid. The extra point in NFL is ridiculous to me. Okay, listen, college, it's great. Those kids suck. 90% of those kids are not going pro. They're going to be fucking lawyers, doctors, accountants, fucking whatever they're going to do, engineers. These guys are not going pro. Okay, so they have a good leg and they've kicked in college, but they've missed a lot. They've missed extra points, and I get that. NFL, excuse me, NFL has, what, two missed extra points a year, if that, you know, um... I just feel that I'm not saying get rid of the thing, but why don't you make it like a 20-yard field goal? Or why don't you just do something to make... Even Bill Belichick said it's it's pointless. It's just... it's just this. I just feel like why let people risk getting hurt for that play when it's just a silly five-yard little fucking thing? You know, I feel like make it a 20 or 25-yarder to just give some sort of fucking chance. Something. You know, one thing that was really embarrassing. Oh my God, this was really embarrassing. I'll never forget this. Me and my little brother went down to play. Went down. This is actually going to prove my prove against my point, but it was just kind of funny what happened. I don't know if I ever talked about this on the show. My mom used to live in a place, and the backyard through the woods was the junior high school and the football field. So me and my little brother would take my football, and we would go, and we'd throw it around in the snow, we'd run around, we'd pass, and we would kick field goals. You know, we'd set the ball up, and we'd kick, you know, I kicked like a 35-yarder once, and, you know, he was kicking some, but one time we're there, and we're trying to get it off the ground, like, just kick it like they do in the in the NFL, like, not even have it teed up. Just kick it like they, you know, you snap it, and you put it on the grass, and we're, and we're trying it, and we're just not getting it up, and, and, and we're not being able to, like, you know, just put any flight under the ball. 
and these girls were walking were walking by down the they were walking through the thing and like one girl was like what are you guys doing and like this girl must have been 14 years old 13 years old like 8th grade and she's just walking and she had she had like I, I can't remember like like almost like Ugg boots on or like just winter kind of boots and she's walking and she's like can I try and we we're kind of like looked annoyed at it like she was like this annoying girl and I swear to god we just snapped it and just put it down on the thing and she just straight kicked it like they did back in the day like she didn't swipe it like they do today she just went like fucking straight like that, that Dempsey guy with the fucking club foot. She just went straight and she just pinned this thing. She just nailed it and it went through. And me and him weren't doing it. And then she just grabbed her books and left. And I was like, oh my God. Like, that was, you know, that would be a great story. If that girl ever got, like, famous, she could just, like, it was, like, the craziest thing. Um, but anyway, back to, you know, enough of humiliating me and my brother with some fucking chick that just fucking went. She's like, I get there. And she's just like, just kicked it straight and it went up and flew through the, the uprights. But, um, yeah, I, I, the extra point to me, you know, I think they could get creative with it. Like here, let me come up with some ideas and then I know we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. But, um, by the way, uh, this is the Versi Effect podcast episode 192. First one of the new year. Hope you guys enjoy it. This is a long one. You know, just want to kick off the new year with a nice long one for you guys to listen to. Hope you enjoy it over the weekend. Sponsored by Gonzo Fame. And uh, thank you guys for everything. Um, you know, keep coming to the uh, show. Keep, uh, you know, all the comments on iTunes and all that stuff. I'll get to the plugs in a second. But here's my thing with the extra point, okay? I feel like they could come up with something, like, amazing. Like... Either you have to go for like I don't not not have to go for two, but but what all right, how about this? You know what, I'll do this. During this break of the week, you know, while you guys are listening to this show, think of some stuff and give me suggestions and I'll read them out on the show. What you think it should be. Or if you think it should be the extra point. Burr and I had an argument because he's saying that he doesn't think anything should change. You know, the element of ease is part of it because if they fuck that up, oh my god. And I guess I get that. But if you look at the numbers, if something is like 98 or 99%, and look, even Coach Belichick, who I'll take that guy, he agrees. He says that it shouldn't be. I don't think it should be. I don't know if a touchdown should just be worth seven. Or what about if you had to go for two? Something like that. Like you just had to, after the thing, you had an option. Or check this out. What about you score a touchdown it's worth six like it is now. But instead of just the extra point, you got a choice where you could go for it. You could go for two. You have to, you, you could go for two or you had to kick a longer field goal. Like you could go for two and that's an option. Okay. Or you have to kick like a 45 or 50 yarder right down the middle. You got a 50 yard field goal to get the one point. Just something to make it like, oh, what are they going to do? Something like that. Or just make the touchdown worth seven and forget the fucking extra point. Something. But this whole thing of like now they're lining up for the extra point on the one-yard line, like kick a five-yard field goal. I mean, it's a joke. It is, it's a joke. It's ridiculous. You know. Yeah, of course he might miss it. I, I get it. But you know what? I mean, it's it's just like... It's a part of the game that I think like is a rule they did years and years ago. But I, I think if you look back at it, I think it's silly. I just think it's silly. Um, that a guy who's a professional, 
who can kick the thing like 60 fucking yards is now just doing a little chip shot at the five yard line to tack on an extra point. You know, you know, what's funny is there's probably going to be a catastrophe in one of these games where the guy just fucking shanks it and misses it. And it's going to like lose a Super Bowl and I'm going to look like an asshole. Either way, that's my argument. I, I say against the extra point. Let me know what you guys think. Um, and that's it. As far as plugs, guys, I will be, I have a pretty busy, um, January. The, uh, paulverzi.com website is up with all new, new dates. Uh, I am going to be at Stand Up New York for some shows. I'm going to be at The Stand. I'm going to be at The Laughing Devil in Queens. Uh, I might have a Gotham show, uh, you know, uh, you could check out for that, uh, if you're in New York. Now, as far as the, uh, All In Tour, me and Joe Bartnick, and uh, I don't know who the other people on the on the tour are going to be because they're you know we're mixing it up. We're going to have Lawhead when he's out west and stuff. But um, me and Joe Bartnick and some special guests are going to be at the uh, Funny Bone in Hartford, I believe, on the uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth at the Funny Bone in Hartford, Connecticut. And then on the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, we are going to be at the Funny Bone in Syracuse, New York. So come out to those shows. We're going to have a great time. Um, I want to talk to and interact with all of my podcast listeners um, who uh, you know come out to a show. And um, so do that. That's going to be a great time. And, uh, and the other shows will be um, announced pretty soon. We're also doing something in April, I think in Marco Island. I'll, I'll announce all the other dates, but we have some some other dates coming up, and uh, I will be in May. I will be going on a on a down south tour with uh, Bill Burr and Jason Lawhead, so that's happening this year too, and uh, a lot of exciting stuff. Hopefully, a lot of cool stuff to uh, look forward to here in the new year, 2015. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for making uh, the show uh, what it was last year, and let's try to do it again this year even better. Um, follow me on Twitter at Paul Verzi, that's V-I-R-Z-I, and um, you can um, go to the website paulverzi.com, and you can go to iTunes and put a fucking nice comment in, that would be great, all the shit you know, alright, so until then, uh, I'm out of here, I will talk to you guys next week, have a great weekend and a great, uh, great week, everybody, take care.